ओशतो मदगमया तमसो मोतिर्गमया मृत्युर्मा मृत गमयाबीरामेमयद्रो जक्ति दक्षिण मुखम तेन मिम शांति 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 ओ लॉर्ड लीड आस फ्रॉम द अनरियल टू द रियल लीड आस फ्रॉम डार्कनेस टू लाइट लीड आस फ्रॉम डेथ द मॉर्टैलिटी एंड रिवील द रेस्प्लेंड एंड ग्लोरी एंड प्रोटेक्ट मी एवर मोर विद दाई स्वीट एंड कंपैशनेट फेस from peace 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 be unto us all today <coughs> our topic is real success in life in one word we can finish our talk by saying the real success is to know god then we need not have to say anything more the goal of life and highest accomplishment should be that after reaching which there will be no more any craving and no more any lack of feeling of some vacuum or something missing in life but we have to talk long that's why we will have to go round and round truth is very simple but when you want to express that and to understand that our mind does not take it so easily so straight cut it is always if if it goes in round about way yeah, it is called intellectual satisfaction it is called our understanding the clarity of the understanding you have all read the book famous book stephen covey who wrote about that seven habits of higher and effective people very familiar book you have read that and there he has step by step taken us to that understanding that in our accomplishment the highest accomplishment is self abnegation thinking of not me for you for we instead of i we and he has given different tools to do that so he said in his that book i will read a few lines from them there and then come to our topic more he said personality growth communication skill training education in the field of influence strategies and positive thinking are in fact sometimes essential for success in business as into our lifestyle these are very important that personality growth communication skill and that training about that education in the field of influencing the strategies and positive thinking these are very essential but 
basic goodness gives life all these techniques. The price must be paid and the process followed. For achieving any goal, he has put this idea. Price must be paid and the process followed. You always reap what you sow. There is no shortcut. In, in his book he has referred, in the words of William George Jordan, he said, into the hands of every individual is given a marvelous power for good or evil. This silent, unconscious, unseen influence of his life. This is simply the constant radiation of what man really is, not what he pretends to be almost Vedantic way of talking, that everyone has the potentiality in the hands of every individual is given a marvelous power of for good or evil. The silent, unconscious, unseen influence of his life, that is most important. And that life radiates that influence on others. This is simply the constant radiation of what man is really, not what he pretends to be. So in us is that divinity which should radiate and that is our real me, not that which we are pretending now. We are all pretending now, what we are not. <laughs> but we think this is our reality now. That's the point. He says in another place, people can experience true success and enduring happiness as they learn and integrate the principles into their basic character. So, perfect success he is talking about and enduring happiness he is talking about as we learn to integrate the principles whatever the principles, into our basic character. The person will be an embodiment of that noble characters. It will be radiating that principles through his life. So now, our, let us come back to our life. What is life? Life, life is a journey infinite. Whether we know it or not, we are moving towards something unknown. We do not know where is the target to go. We are not fixed that target ourselves. Ancient time, of course, the sages and saints, they have fixed a target. They have this wisdom that what is would be the source of perpetual bliss and perpetual happiness. What will be the perfect success? That success nobody can take away. And even the success in this life, whatever the highest success attained, that may not be a source of total fulfillment. Say, if you watch the uh, satellite launching and uh, in the Mars, Mars landing of the satellite, if you watch, what is success? You see the joy in the NASA 
scientists when it ultimately started rolling, rolling, rolling in the ground of Mars and then putting his legs and hands like that and then static and then started taking the pictures, no? So that's a great accomplishment. That's a great achievement in life. But the question comes, it's a cum cumulative effect of so many scientific brain and it's a real, real success in life. How it operated, how accurately it has been in our Gita says, Anapeksha, Suchi, Daksha, it should be very perfect, very precise, very deep. And, and how much precision, how many ideas have been integrated together to have that accomplishment. But still, it is not a real success because more to go. Mars is not the end. They're farther in the galaxy to go. How far you want to go? So there is any end, there is any limit. There is no limit. But it is a great goal. That's why we have to understand success does not mean to sit quite idly and knowing that this is not final. So we should all sleep and do whatever uh, lay our idle days. That the Vedanta does not allow that type of complacency. It is a question of to go through the experience and understand what success can give us. Even the greatest success which people crave in their whole life, attaining to that level of perfection and the state of achievement, accomplishment, what still works in the heart. That voidness, that emptiness, that loneliness, still, even not loneliness or all these terms I have used, there will be something more pulling them more and more towards the unknown. What we know and what is unknown and what is the end of that. So, the success in life is, what is that if we define, it is a it is, we are all making a journey into that unknown. And our success is when we fix a target and win that target with our all effort of our physical effort, mental effort, emotional effort, intellectual effort, and then we reach a little success means accomplishment of that. So this success or we can say the hope to be successful. This is the driving force of our life. We live in this world because we have attained certain success and we refixed our success, goal of success into another higher realm or we have not ac accomplished but still craving to reach that fulfillment. We want accomplishment and success in all our endeavors. But there may be failures, but we don't want to accept that defeat. Naturally, we find new ways and means to overcome that. We employ our greater energy, skill, 
concentrated and focused attention to go out of this problem, the weakening conditions, and ultimately we succeed in accomplishing what we are hoping for. In the Gita, you know, Gita is the book of eternal knowledge and uh, understanding. The Gita says that five are the points, causes for achieving success in life. Panchemani Mahabahu Karunani Nibodhami Adisthanam Tatha Karta Karanancha Prithak Bidam Vividascha Prithak Chesta Daivan Chaiva Atra Panchamam What are the five? He says Panchemani Mahabahu Mahabahu Arjun These five are the causes Karunani These are the causes Five causes are there Nibodhami, listen to me. What are those? Adhisthanam. Adhisthanam means you need a body, a strong body to accomplish anything. That's why even spiritual life, it has been emphasized. Uh, muscles of iron, nerves of steel. Swami Vivekananda wanted that type of body. That ordinary body. Uh, as we sit and we bend our back and lie down soon cannot keep ourselves straight. Huh? So, not this type of body. Want a very strong body, powerful body, which will help us to win all these mysteries of life. So, this tarnam, strong and nervous, and uh, that's why nerves of steel, that means we should also not be very emotional. Little bit, a uh, little excitement comes and people will be uh, crying and weeping. Swami Vivekananda says, check that your higher energy will open up. Eh? That is good. If one weeps for God, that's a good thing. But he said that don't indulge into those weak expressions. Check it. It will be turned into higher energy. So, it is said that Odhisthanam Tatha Karta Karta means someone will do. I. I want to do it. Eh? It is not like that, oh, I cannot do anything and I will accomplish God. God realization is the easiest thing, people sometimes think. It is not so. It is said it's for the most powerful people. So, I should be strong. I, not in the egotistic sense, but in the real sense of I, I shall accomplish this. So that, that ego is necessary. Body is necessary, ego is necessary. And then, Odhisthanam tatha karanancha pithak vidham. Karana, karana means the sense organs. Eyes should be sharp. Senses should be sharp. Sharp means shaktiko. The shaktiko, when the eyes become sharp, in one look you can see ten things which others will miss. At a point, glancing at one point, you can see so many things. Penetrating eye. Hearing one word, you can grasp the essence of that. Swami Vivekananda, listening from Ramakrishna. He said that uh, service to God, uh, service to man, uh, service to God. Shiva, Gyane, Jiva, Shiva. And everyone heard. The same sound was uttered. And it hit the ear drum of all the people present. But it was Swami Vivekananda who caught this word. And you are so excited 
on his way to home. He said, if God gives me the chance, I'll show it to the world. What a great message I got it. And that is the message of this Ramakrishna orders. Fundamental principle behind all activity. So, so service to man is service to God. So it is sharp ear is necessary. All the senses and Gita suggests in this deho, all the senses will be so sharp and so penetrating that it will be able to reveal. So it is not talking about some dull and um, uh, unsuccessful person in the world. That, so that's why it is karanancha, all the senses, prithakvidam, they will apply all these senses focused in one activity, whatever one is trying to accomplish, eyes, ears, hand, feet, the whole heart and soul should be into that. That is the Karma Yoga theory also. The whole Gita's Karma Yoga theory, uh, when say Arjuna was asked, uh, what do you see? Uh, do you see the uh, fish? Do you see its wings? And nothing, 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 only the eye. And he fixed the target and, and, and just hit that point. So it is that one pointed, concentrated, focused uh, mind along with its all the senses should be sharp and intelligent. And the Bibhidhasya Prithak Chesta. Different instruments in that, of course, this is what I wanted to emphasize in the idea of the Kathopanishad. Kathopanishad said, Atmanam Rathinang Viddhi, Atman is the Rathi who resides in the chariot. This is body is a, like a chariot or a car. Atmanam Rathinang Viddhi, Shariram Rathami Bhatu. Think that your body is like a car, chariot. Buddhim Tusharathing Viddhi. Buddhi intelligence is the driver who is driving. So in our body, if you find that this this, if it is perfect, then, then accomplishment is easy. A perfect ma- person who have these qualities, they can attain anything and everything in this world. Swami Vivekananda said, the world is ready to open its secrets, only if we know how to tap it. So he says, Atmanam, Upanishad guides us, Atmanam Rathinam Viddhi, who is the conscious entity in us, that is the riding. Riding personality, you can say God, you can say whatever name you say. And in Vedanta it is called the Atman. And Sarinam Rathamevatu, this body is the Ratha, means the car or the chariot. But it is pulled by what? Buddhi. Buddhi is the driver who is sitting over there. If the Buddhi intellect is, guides us wrongly, so what will happen? The car will crash. Which direction it will go? If the Buddha is drunk, what will happen? That's why in the freeway it is always given the notice. Eh? Report drunk drivers. Hmm? Meaning, if the Buddha is cluttered, intellect is cluttered, then this, the car will not reach the goal, the destination. Anything we are doing in our material life or spiritual life. So, and then, 
Sariram Buddhartin Biddhi Manaha Pragraham and the mind also. If the mind we are all slaves of mind. Whatever our mind tells, we run around that. We never say, hey, stop. This is not good. I won't go. So that is to be controlled by the intellect. Intellect will say, no, you have to come this way. See, the horses are driven, horses are running in ten directions. Ten horses. We have ten horses. Horses are the eyes, ears, all the five organs of senses and organs of perception. These are controlled, mind called the 11th sense. Ten senses, but it is called the 11, including mind, it is called the 11th senses. So if the mind is the boss of all the senses, because everyone takes the help of mind, and that is the rain. If the rain is not under control with the buddhi, then naturally disaster comes. If all the ten horses run in ten directions, what will be the condition of the car or, or the chariot? So our life becomes disastrous like that when all the senses try to run in their own direction and there is no control. Mind he also follows their direction and buddhi, the driver, also runs in that direction. So this sarathing buddhi manaha pragraham evacha and indriyani hayan, the senses are the horses. And where does it go? The horses run for what? Vishaya means the objects of the senses. The eyes have an object. Ears have their own object of sound. And tongue has its object. Nose has its object. So these are the senses are all running in their sense object. So this is the picture. Now if this ride who is riding inside us we, are we forgot that reality here. But we are all focused outside. That also the Kathopanishad says, because God has created that way. Eh? That the senses have been projected outside. That's why we see the external only. We never look here, what is here. And that's why the, all the senses which, will, which are to help me in my journey to the infinite, this senses, this mind, this intellect, they have been employed. They are our paid servant. They are to help us, to take us into the journey of the infinity. But they got bribed by all the senses, are bribed by the sense objects, and the senses, mind is bribed by the senses, and, and the buddhi is bribed of the mind. All bribery goes on. In, in some country, you know, nothing works if you don't bribe. <laughs> That's why you know the administration is totally disastrous. You go for your license of car license, first give the bribe underhand, how much you want to give. So as a result, you know the disaster in every level. So the point is that that type of sanctity should be there. The mind should be strong, senses should be strong, mind will be listening to intellect, intellect will be getting the guidance from who is behind, the Atman, the consciousness, so it will be reflecting and it will lead the journey into the infinite. So these are the very important tools to be successful in life. So 
all well controlled, all are focused to the goal. Eyes will be focused to the goal. You see, that's why there are beautiful verses in the Bhagavata and other places. Bani gunanu kathane stravanam kathado. Oh Lord, let my Bani, my ears will hear sound only the glories of your holiness. Bani gunanu kathane. And if I speak anything, I shall speak of the glory, glory of your, of, of your presence or the divinity of you. Bani gunanu. Sravanam kathado. If I am to hear, let me hear the auspicious words of the scriptures. Sravanam kathado. Hastam. Hasto. They let the hand be utilized in worshipping you in every action, whatever you do. It's connected with God. Anything you do with your hand, as if it is an offering to God. So, how they see, how the idea has been given, that everything, your hand, your feet, your eyes, your mind, your everything is working, they are all coordinated to one goal, God and God and God. And that is the road to success. It is it is that so whole life struggle is to put them together, how they can be coordinated together. It is this joint and it is it runs in their own mad way of uh, it is called the independence. Uh, independ this is not independence. This is called license. License and independence is different. The feeling of freedom, freedom and license are not two things. Freedom Freedom makes one perfectly established in joy. And license, when its mind is allowed to do whatever it likes, you see the disaster goes on in life, all the peace, all the joy is destroyed there. So here, these are the different instruments we talked about, and Gita suggests then, then vividhasyo prithak chesta, this is the fourth point. Chesta means the effort. You make an effort in this way, as we do. Suppose you are driving somewhere, and GPS took, took you to some place, eh? and there is no road at all. And they don't know, they th probably thought that our road is blocked, or repair is going on. Eh? But GPS can take you back into, again, in another way to the destination. But we sometimes do not know the other way to go. So here, diverse types of attempts, if we fail in one, we have to find out alternate means to get a successful uh, means to reach the goal. So it is never yielding to the failures. That type of mood should be inside. That should be strength inside. And spiritual person should be much more. Not to accept any defeat in spiritual life. And in our worldly success also, that success will come when one methodology fails, then you go for another methodology, apply another technique, another processing, and just to get into the goal to be reached. And last by list, in the Gita, it suggested that atrapanchamam. The daiva is the fifth. Daiva means the grace, grace of God. Ultimately, you do whatever, 
but give it to God. Then then is the last, and that makes a perfect work because there is no tension in that. Effort has been utilized, focus has been given, all the powers have been employed in one unique direction to bring the right result, and ultimately what happens? Mentally tension-free. So that is the suggestion given in our Bhagavad Gita. In our every effort to succeed in anything from our childhood till today, either we become a failure or we have become successful depending upon how skillfully we have tried this methodology. And these five principles, how much we have employed. That's why Swami Vivekananda said that if I have anything to say in the field of education, I will only say, don't teach them physics, chemistry, math, or history, or anything. Teach them how to concentrate. It's a new way of uh, telling how to teach a boy or a girl not to teach them history or geography or biology or man. Nothing is necessary. Teach them how to concentrate. I teach them what the five principles in the Bhagavad Gita has said. If that is given, one-pointed focus is there, truth must have to come out. Swami Vivekananda said, the world is ready to give out its secrets. All the time. Only if we know how to just tap it. That concentrated, focused attempt and all attention in one direction only. To know, as if we become mad for that. And all the scientists do that. They forget their food, they forget their eating. Anything in our life we have accomplished, you notice uh, that how much one-pointed focus was there. Unconsciously or consciously we did it. But if we do it consciously, then success is more easy and we, are, we can enjoy that, that journey. Rabindranath Tagore said, no. We are always running for success and success and success, no? But we do not know what is the ultimate success. That's why Tagore said, Jharna jamon bahire jai, jane na se kahare chai, temni kore belem, jivon dharabe, se to achke noy, se achke noy, kabe ami bahir holem, tumar patuche said that I do not know when I started my journey. Unconsciously, I am running, running, running. In which direction? If you ask me, I do not know. If you ask the six billion people in the world, why are you so busy? Why are you so running? Why you have no time to drink a cup of tea? Hey, you see, you are so busy. You, you have no time to sleep. You have no time. What? What for? What for? What will be the response? Oh, I love to do this. I love to do that. But after one year, you ask the same person, he will say, I have to do something else. Not the same thing what he has said before. Another objective is there. So it is like the jharna means the, the um, uh, streams of river uh, from these um, mountains. When it moves and it rushes, why it is going? If you ask the jharna, this stream, where do you go? It does not know. But it's running, running, running restlessly. 
He gave the example, Puspojamon, Alor Lagi, the flower during night. He's waiting whole night. You ask the flower, hey, why are you waiting for whom? It does not know. But it, when the sun's rays come and touches and then unfolds the flower, no? He was waiting for the sun to come. That is the goal. We are also waiting for that eternal sun to come in our life. That ultimate success. But we do not know. We are moving from one relative success to the another success to the another success. And this journey goes on. That's why we are unconscious. Where is our target? So, moving from one goal to the other goal is not bad. But, had we known what is our ultimate goal, then our journey would have been much enjoyable and the goal we could have reached much earlier. Effort should be there, same effort, tremendous effort. If you look at a hummingbird, how much energy you find there? You look at the ant, how much energy, how much work it does. If you look at the energy level of each individual, what we spend every day, how much is that energy? But still, using the same energy, we may be successful, may not be successful in our day-to-day -day life, and they are meaning that we may be in our joy, or we may cry and weep in our sorrows and uh, failures. You look at the, uh, these world-class athletes, their practices, look at that. How much practice, what intensity of that practice, what one-pointedness of their practice. You look at the world-class writers, astronauts, in every field of life, what a tremendous energy and tremendous focus they are carrying. And in our ordinary life, to the life of the accomplished people, we find that it is the same energy level working. But those heights of success is not enough, even enough, to bring in the hearts of the people that peace and tranquility which we are all seeking for, knowingly or unknowingly. Uh, there is a vacuum. We need more. That's why we say that everyone unconsciously follow Vedanta. Because Upanishad declares nal peshukhamasti bhumaibashukham. There is no happiness in a limited object. Whatever is limited, that is incomplete. And no one can be satisfied with that limited. Then what is the goal? Bhuma. Bhuma means infinite. Bhumaibashukam. Real happiness, real peace is in Bhuma. In that infinite reality, in that absolute reality, unchanging reality. Because everything what we accomplish is a changing 
situation or substance because it is changing again the incompleteness comes towards the beginning it may be a great goal to achieve but when we achieve there then we find it is still something more to go something further to go and i am not yet happy i am never need not peaceful i am really restless even now that achi- achieving that so bhuma tu eva vijig gasasso and they masses we rejoice or we cry or weep in this struggle sometimes getting something what we planned and wished we sing and dance and sometimes we cry and weep because we didn't get what we wanted so this struggle goes on and this frustration is not only for those people who have not accomplished their success but we have to understand that those who have ac- accomplished their fulfillment there is also this frustration frustration both ways in one sense we call so called success is not success because after reaching that success still frustration remains so what 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 next then if we don't succeed we are sad you are not accomplished we are sad with hard work concentrated focus one accomplishes something then also what next question comes so i find that in both cases there is this incompleteness there is one swami of ours i uh, he once he came here and he was asked in the question swami why have you become a monk so he very honestly declared that story of his life he said one day i was sitting on the beach in in bombay mumbai or Chen, what do you call mumbai mumbai and then i was watching the rambling of the waves and it's coming and i was watching for some long hours and my thought was also going on in diverse direction and that was thinking what am i to do in this life what i want and when shall i be happy what will tell me that the, if i can become like that i am perfectly happy he then took the opportunity to analyze and he said suppose i am an accountant i am established in a good office suppose i become the boss shall i be happy then pausing for some time and contemplating on that his mind told him no i will not be sad i'm happy then he said okay is a big corporate structure i become the ceo would i be happy then again the same response came from his heart even if i get that it will not please me then he thought okay suppose 
I become a politician. Right? And I'm a public figure and people uh, applause always. I will be happy. They said, yes, but they will do one day and the other day they will turn back. They are back. So he thought that that is also not satisfying. He said, okay, let me think that I become a big politician and I have become the prime minister of India. What happens that? <laughs> right? This is the point of analysis. And he analyzed and analyzed and come to the conclusion. He said, I have analyzed all these aspects of human life. It's success. What success can give me, I have inquired intelligently. And I feel from my heart, it is not a fulfillment because it will bring the same. I see who are there now. Look at that. All the CEOs, they are in high tension always. Because most of them are suffering from blood pressure maybe. <laughs> because so much tension, they will have to take it because so much load up. Uh, pressure of their work and and then accomplishing go to the uh, what you call the senators or go to the those who are holding the high positions of the country and see they cannot sleep well because so much of rather ordinary people sleep well we ordinary people can sleep well because less problem uh, so is that the place of your joy yes there is name fame power position that's okay but that also will not go with us. So the question remains, what will be the success? What I want to accomplish? And that accomplishment, I must have to intellectually understand that and then accept it and then the question of working for that. So that was the question and we find the dissatisfaction for both those who have accomplished and those who have not accomplished. So we need to find a third means, and that means was the Upanishadic sages talked about that, that very question. Kasminu bhagavo vijyate sarvam idam vijyatang bhavati iti. What is that? Is there anything by knowing which everything else will be known? Every accomplishment will be achieved. And Sri Ramakrishna said, if, if one knows him, then he knows everything. He said, I, I have asked mother and mother has taught me everything. I know everything. And know everything does not mean a particular way. But in generalized way. Particular way, Ramakrishna cannot talk about your uh, when a launching of the satellite. Of course, he can focus and can say probably. That's a different issue. It's a particular. But the knowledge, essence of the knowledge, the knowledge, the foundation of all knowledge. Foundation of knowledge means foundation of bliss. Foundation of bliss means foundation of your reality. What you call Satchidananda, that foundation. And that can be understood. So we unconsciously move towards the truth, reaching the flight of success, then to know that I am still incomplete, I am still lonely, I am still helpless, I am to confront death. And after death, what will come? That's the another big question. All these are accomplishments. But what will happen after death? What shall happen to me? That question is the highest question. 
So we turn to another goal and work hard and come back to the same conclusion. We'll be fortunate if we can mentally analyze this uh, like Buddha. Uh, he saw some realities of life and his mind went into the being a king, being by birth, by birth accomplished everything what the world can give, the success. And seeing the realities of life, he took a turn. And he found out what is the way and why we are here, that question. And then we can employ, if we know, and then this is the path, this is the thing we are lacking, this is the objective we want, and that is the point which will give us perfect success in life. Never to mourn for anything. That is the path shown in the Bhagavad Gita and others. We are clever people, we are intelligent people. We appreciate those people who are intelligent. We say someone is dull, we don't like them. Uh, dull people, callous people. But we think we are intelligent. But Ramakrishna said, Sa chaturi chaturi. That intelligence is the intelligence, real intelligence, which can catch the point called realization point. What is ultimate intelligence? A person may be very intelligent in the world, but totally dull about God. Or not questioning about anything what is beyond. What is the source of ultimate peace and happiness? What should be the source of our, of our journey? What, what direction we are all heading towards? That, Sri Ramakrishna said, that that intelligence is the intelligence which can catch this glimpse of the truth and then to question and to put it. Gita suggested that one should be reaching this goal, Anapeksha, we are reading the 13th chapter of the Gita now, Anapeksha suchir daksha udashino gatabhyatha sarvaram parityagi yo mad bhakta samepriya. So he is my dear, who is my bhakta, my dear devotee, who is detached. Don't, don't depend on others. Suchi, pure, daksha, efficient. Udasino, live in the world, but not get entangled. Gatabhyatha, the sorrows and suffering had left him. And he has no excitement for engaging into the, this changeful life of success and success and success and failure and success and failure. And who does not rejoice, who does not hate, not grieve, not desire, not renounce, renounce good or bad, with full love devotion is my dear devotee. That's why this path is little, not so easy. Even to accomplish in our life, that path is also not easy. As if you are all accomplished people in life because you have started, started your journey long back, you have struggled hard, got your school education, degrees and accomplishments and whatever position in life. Now you are mature enough, now you can think. 
after this what? We have done all these things, now what? Here comes the path, and this path is very sharp. Uh, you have to walking on the razor's path. Because, as we have discussed a little bit, that it is concentrated, focused journey into life. Mind should be sharp, intellect should be sharp, senses should be sharp and pure, and that should be pointed towards one goal, or the absolute success. And absolute success is realization of the divine, or we call God realization. And that should be the ultimate success. As we say in our life, you know, you ask the young generation people, as we are also young when we are young, right? that time you say, hey, what do you want? Nothing goal fixed. To get a good grade was the goal of life, is it not? And compete with others and get a good grade. Or you are an athlete to have a good sports experience and make a mark there. That's the goal. Then you finished your grade school, and then what is the goal? Oh, to the, this grade, that grade, and go, 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 then school. And finish the school, then what? I don't, I don't know yet what shall I study. I shall go to uh, science, or I shall go to this, economics, I do not know all this, no? And then after sometimes they decide something, and also in the middle they say, oh, after this I don't like it. After five years of study, uh, I don't like this. So they change into another. This is our life, a reality I'm, t I'm talking about. It is nothing wrong, but the fact of life is that we have never thought the whole life as it is. Total, holistic way of looking at our life. We go from one goal to the other goal to the other goal to the other goal. And then next, even if we go and exhaust our too much, so much of energy, youthful energy or energy to learn, energy to spend money and physical energy, mental energy, emotional energy, all spending afterwards, then we think, that, oh, 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 this is not good. I'll go for medical profession tomorrow. Huh? After five years medical profession, they say, oh, I'm going to uh, accountancy. That's okay. There's nothing wrong. But that, that energy is gone, and that energy could have been utilized. But let us have a perfect plan of life, a total planning of life. These are necessary. Swami Vivekananda or any Vedantic uh, teaching does not ask us to stop our material studies, material development in our life to survive and to learn things. But there is a higher question, shall we stop here or make a real success? What should be my ultimate goal? I will have to live in the world, I will have to learn this, 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 but why not a master plan? And the master plan was in the minds of the ancient sages. You can look at that, how they used to feel like. Ancient sages, they gave the learning, this knowledge of both sciences, material science and spiritual science. That is the idea. Final goal has been given, real peace, real success is this. But now you are in this stage of life, go through this, but never remember, never forget that. That's why in the convocation, when you find that in the Vedas, Taittiriya, Upanishad, they have talked about what they said, 
that after you go back, integrate, as Kobe has said at the very beginning, integrate your character, all the noble qualities. Satyang bada dharmam chara, be truthful, hold on to dharma, and all these principles. Then he said, you have learned so many things. Don't forget that. Teach and discuss and keep that fire of knowledge alive in your heart. When time will come, you have reached certain accomplishment, then that will guide you to the what is the final goal. And we can, keeping that final goal, we can organize our activities in the whole of our life. And those who can see this and understand, there are the good, good luck. But first we want to accomplish, attain success, and then after attaining success, one should feel futility of it. And then move towards the highest. Otherwise it will be like the uh, jackal, uh, not reaching the grape foods. Say, oh, it is all sour. Grapes are sour. And that, that is not the teaching of Vedanta or the Bhagavad Gita. You accomplish things and also know that it cannot give the experience what we expected, real success. So, and in this journey, we can start at any point of our time, any point of our life. Never it is let. It is, um, it is called. It is rather to start late rather than never. And we, we, we are in the journey. Only if we know the success, real success. What it matters? You are a very accomplished person. People loved you and did it. Everything uh, in the news, uh, see, the, see the politicians, see the people who are so-called accomplished, there is a good support from the public. But what about you? What you have achieved here? That question remains to be solved. So that is the point of our discussion, that real success is to master ourselves. Real success is to dive deep into ourselves. In this attempt, if we are not successful even, that is also a success. Because the Bhagavad Gita says, Salpam apyasya dharmasya trayati mahatu vayat. Even a little bit attempt in this journey to reach the success, real success, that itself is meaningful because it does not get lost. It remains. And the next life, Hindus believe in next life. So next life, 